the shadows you can hear the sounds The rumble of a hundred hellhounds Cries of the banshee, a terror of the way to go You also can't see if there's nowhere to go It's the creature This program is sponsored by Wicked, Chronic, and Natick, Massachusetts. Located at 185 Worcester Street, right on Route 9, they can be reached at 508-545-8105 or at wickedchronicvendorcommerce.com. Wicked Chronic is a boutique-style retail shop that focuses on selling counterculture products such as Wiccan cannabis cultures coming together in a unique setting. You need something for that special spell? Check them out today. Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast, a podcast dedicated to the monsters, mythology, history, lore, and factoids of the creatures that appear in the TV series Supernatural on the CW. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm Mel Heflin, his co-host. In tonight's episode, we are going to be talking about crossroad demons and deals in the episode... Crossroad Blues, Supernatural Season 2, Episode 8, Sam and Dean investigate a local dive bar and discover it is on site where a deal-making demon has been making people's dreams come true in exchange for their souls. Its original air date is November 16, 2006. And the music that you were hearing in the very beginning of the episode was by the late uh, blues musician Robert Johnson, Hellhound on My Trail, which, of course, is mentioned and said and played. In fact, the episode opens up with Robert Johnson as well in the flashback sequence before the, uh, uh, you know, before the uh, the title logo comes up. So the Robert Johnson thing that's brought up in the crossword is is actually um, a true legend, and the legend has it that Johnson took his guitar to the crossroads of highways 49 and 61 in Clarksdale, Mississippi where the devil returned his instrument in exchange for his soul. He returned a formidable technique and mastery of the blues. I believe we got two Robert Johnson songs mentioned in the episode. We get Hellhound, On My Trail, and we also get Crossroads. Yes. Originally, when I watched this episode, I didn't know that Robert Johnson was a real human being. <laughs> I I used to think that a lot of the supernatural lore was 
simply made up for the show until I started seeing people like a previous episode, H.H. H. Holmes, who I knew to be a real person. And um, it's it, it was just super interesting to me that someone actually wrote these songs, you know, well, forever ago. What's funny is that the, uh, the song Crossroad Blues, which the episode takes its title and is played by Johnson, uh, making his deal with, at the crossroads, the version used is actually the version sung by Robert Johnson. Mm-hmm. And it's the only recording he ever made singing that song. He only rec- got to record it one time. Wow. Uh, so it, it was not at a recording studio, by the way. It's beautiful. Uh, I can definitely appreciate um, him ch- exchanging his soul in exchange for making this beautiful music that we get to hear years later. I'm curious um, about reading the book regarding Robert Johnson because uh, it probably goes into like a lot about his backstory and how he died and, and you know things of that nature. In the, in the episode, uh, he dies by a hellhound ripping him apart uh, or a black dog. Now, they are these invisible creatures that appear throughout Supernatural, uh, and they're always usually the pets of uh, Crowley, who is not brought up in this episode. Crowley comes a lot later. Uh, Crowley is the king of hell, and I don't know if Crowley is like a real demon in real life or not. We're not going to get into Crowley or anything about him, but all the crossroad deals always end with, with him. And then, of course, he becomes a very popular recurring character in the show, like Castiel does in season four. Right. I, I believe that um, in the beginnings of our dealings with Crowley in the episodes is every deal ends up going through him. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that Robert Johnson's deal at one time, you know, supernaturally, mythologically speaking, went through him as well. Just as a little side note to um, show how old we are, Mel, uh, what is the joke made uh, in the episode that Dean doesn't understand? Oh, that is that is a great trivia piece, and it is lost on me right now. MySpace? What the hell is <laughs> um, that? Give me a hint. <laughs> MySpace? What the hell is that? Seriously, is that like some oh kind my of porn site? <laughs> and in fact, yes, MySpace was some kind of porn site. Basically. MySpace got into a lot of trouble because they would depict, uh, they would have like free pornography on their website of anything, including underage children. Um, Isn't that like what FetLife's for? Sorry, FetLife creeps me out. <laughs> uh, yeah, but FetLife will monitor their activity very heavily to make sure there's no depictions of children, but they do allow like hentai on there. So, and hentai obviously can depict, you know, underage children in, engaging in BDSM pornographic sex, but that's right. just hentai in general, so. Uh, but those are all over 18, even though they look like they're 12. <laughs> <laughs> so, looking into the mythology of Crossroads, yes. it is described as um, a location between worlds. On such a site where supernatural spirits can be contacted and paranormal events can take place. Symbolically, it can be a locality where two realms touch and therefore represents a liminality, a place that is neither here nor there, betwixt and between. I really like that definition. What's funny is that the crossroad demon who shows up in the uh, episode, the uh, very attractive, very low-cut dress 
uh, Buxom Demon, uh, would be Dean's Crossroad Demon that would return uh, several times, including claiming Dean's uh, deal to uh, resurrect Sam at the end of the season. I thought she looked familiar. <laughs> uh, it might have just been since I've seen that episode like a dozen times in my life. <laughs> but again, she you know she has to dress that way because she's a demon. Right, and uh, demons only dress sexy. Now, one thing I don't understand though is that like a lot of the angels on Supernatural, the female angels, uh, would dress like very conservatively. But like the demons eventually on Supernatural started dressing very conservatively too. They they weren't dressing like the female demons were not dressing like very sexy at all. They were like in business suits. It's like everyone's in a business suit. That's a demon I hadn't or picked an angel. up on that, but um, now that you mention it, definitely. Yeah, it's 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 a bit annoying because you're just kind of like, what is this? Uh, so, um, speaking of crossroads, uh, crossroads isn't across most lore like many of the things that we go over. Uh, crossroads are usually mentioned in hoodoo and voodoo rituals, and I have actually found some pretty easy hoodoo rituals to come play at Crossroads if any of our fans are interested. Do you have the uh, do you have the uh, ingredients used to summon a Crossroads demon? I really do. I I have um, a ritual right now right here that I can I I have two different ones. Okay. And um one is much easier than the other. One mentions the black man and the other mentions Papa Legba, which could be the same person. I didn't find any lore or notes where they were the same person they're usually referred to either one or the other mm. so this crossroads ritual accounts on this ritual vary a bit some folks say go for nine consecutive nights others say three some say to go before dawn and wait for the sun to come up here is my personal suggestion Perform this act for nine consecutive nights. Take the item you wish to master with you to the crossroads, where two streets intersect at right angles and serve, um, form a plus shape. Arriving 15 minutes before midnight, when you arrive, sit on the corner and use your item. Toss your dice, trying to get a seven. Play your guitar or in instrument, whatever, the entire time you are there. Continue until about half an hour past midnight. While you are there, take a note of black animals that might approach you, people dressed in black, etc. There is absolutely no need to do anything aside from showing up and practicing your skill that you wish to master. The effort of showing up every night is your offering to the spirit to the black man at the crossroads. On the final night, the black man will approach you and take the object from your hand, show you how to use it, and hand it back to you. You've just made your pact with the black man at the crossroads to become a master in your skill. Some folks say that this means you are selling your soul to the devil. Others say you are making an alliance with him. My own personal experience has shown me that the spirit of the black man comes to you and inspires you in your work from that point forward. But your experience may vary. That just sounds like a lot of practice to me. Personally, it just sounds like you're practicing several nights in a row. And I know when I practice an instrument several nights in a row or several days in a row, I certainly get better. I don't know, though. I would sure like to see a before and after video, <laughs> personally. So if any of our fans 
out there listens to this and actually goes and practices that, I would love to see a before and after video. <laughs> Another piece of lore from uh, from this is from a demonology book about supernatural. Uh, all crossroads demons sign their contracts with a kiss. A crossroads demon can be summoned by digging a hole in the dead center of a set of crossroads and bearing a box containing a picture of the mortal wishing to make the deal, some graveyard dirt, and a bone from a black cat. I have uh, a much smaller spell um, involving Papalegba. Um, if you get three shiny pennies, hold them in your right hand and tell Legba your problem. Put them in your left hand and vision the solutions you have to your problems. Cup your hands together, placing the pennies in the seam line between them. Ask Legba to help you decide. Walk three blocks from your house in either direction. Stop at a crossroads. Walk in a square, stopping at each corner. Then walk diagonally through the crossroads. When you reach the center, toss your pennies over the left shoulder. Go home and do not worry about your problem anymore. Legba will influence the people and situations in a way that will help your best option come to you. So that's interesting. In real life, uh, the story of Robert Johnson is he met his end in 1938 at the bottom of a strychnine-laced whiskey uh, bottle of whiskey. He was playing the country dance in Greenwood, Mississippi, when a woman gave him a poison drink. Supposedly, the woman uh, was the wife of a jealous bar owner who uh, tricked, uh, who was tricked into poisoning Johnson. That's really sad. Uh, one thing I don't understand is that if you Google uh, crossroad deals, uh, Robert Kardashian's name comes up a lot. Um, I'm not familiar with the Kardashians. But if you, you know, can shed some light on this. <laughs> but you you don't know who Robert Kardashian is? No. He was the head uh, lawyer of O.J. Simpson. You know, that actually makes a lot of sense. So I'm wondering where, who put that into the internet to uh, <laughs> how that crossover. That's, Anybody uh, can influence Wikipedia. <laughs> Uh, no, it's not on Wikipedia. I found it. Huh. Interesting. In the, uh, in the Journal of John Winchester, which is uh, is a book that appears on the show, is an actual book that you can buy at your local bookstore through HarperCollins Press, and written by Alex Irvine, who also also wrote the uh, the Journal of Bobby Singer. Uh, dated December twentieth. I will have a date. One second. I believe. Okay, so dated nineteen uh, December twentieth, nineteen eighty three. This is, by the way, the year that Mary was killed. Uh, I'm beginning to understand that there's nobody else but me. Other hunters have seen things. A guy named Frank Gutierrez told me with a straight face that Route sixty six is thick with devil dogs or black dogs. But every hunter has got a different story, and none of them have seen exactly what I've seen. And I want answers. I'm going to have to find them myself. Been reading about black dogs. Um, also known as the Barthius, or the as a uh, old English Saku equals demon, also known as Barthius or a death omen. Black dogs haunt roads. Sometimes they have a headless woman with them, or are headless themselves. To see them means you will have a death in the family. So regarding black dogs, that's just mentioned in passing when Sam and Dean are talking about black dogs, because it's another form of a death omen, which we talked right. about in our last episode a few weeks ago. I meant, meant to mention the black dogs in the previous episode, but I didn't since we were going to be doing this episode. And I have a whole bunch of different names for the dog right here, if you will sit with me sure. while I butcher them. Bogey Beast, Bargast, Black Shuck, Capelwaith, Kusith, Galley Trot, and I'm not kidding. 
Guy Trash, Gert Dog, Harry Jack, Moth Doog, Old Shock, Black Shuck, Padfoot, Puka, Skriker, Hui Chivo, and Huepec. That's from Mexico. Uwe Wei Cadevo, Central America, and Labiasin. Labiasin? Yeah. And that's from Paraguay. Leviathan, but not to be confused with Leviathan. Right. I think every stupid character on this show has tried to make a deal with a crossroads demon at one point. Almost every single one of them. Um, John made his deal with the yellow-eyed demon in the beginning of season two. Uh, Which, the yellow-eyed demon wasn't a crossroad demon. No, but he's a demon. He can still make deals. But but it wasn't at a crossroad either, don't forget. John was in his hospital bed. Yeah. Dean makes the deal with the crossroad demon, the very voluptuous crossroad demon that we met in this episode to save Sam's life after he's killed at the end of the season. Um, spoiler alert. Bobby makes a deal wanted with his cro- legs. Yeah, wanted <laughs> the use of his legs to help the brothers in the epic apocalypse battle between Michael and Lucifer. So he makes a deal with uh, Crowley and uses tongue, apparently. Um, <laughs> there's photos. Yeah, there's photos. <laughs> Bella made photos? a deal in exchange take... for becoming rich. Yeah, I do love that line though when he's like, "Why did you? Why did you take photos? Why did you use tongue?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, Bella again, as aforementioned, Castiel. I don't think makes a deal with a crossroads demon, but does make deals with demons. Uh, I don't think that he could make a crossroads deal. <laughs> no, I mean, he's an angel, but he does make deals with demons. I, 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 yeah. I didn't necessarily say that his soul was forfeited, uh, because I don't exactly know how souls with angels work. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll get there. There's an episode of this season talks about angels we're going to skip over, because uh, we, we got so much angel crap coming up soon, you know what I mean? Uh, and we're not going to get it. Several seasons it. worth. Oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. We will get to the Archangels. They will each have their own episode because the Archangels can have an entire episode onto each one of them. We will get to Angels. So there is an Angel episode this season. We're skipping it because we'll get there. Anyway. There, there is a thing mentioned. Um, oh, gosh. I forget the painter's name. The painter that had sold his soul. He mentions Goofa Dust. Well, I couldn't find anything about Goofa Dust. But I found things about goofer dust, and goofer dust is a um, hoodoo magic dust. It's a compound that has long been used by southern root doctors and conjurers to work so-called enemy tricks, a proprietary mixture of graveyard dirt, sulfur powder, rattlesnake skin, powdered herbs, is allergic to alleged to jinx an enemy in family, money, job, health matters. And I actually have a recipe right here, which oh, it says several times, no, substi- no substitutes, no substitutes, no substitutes. Sulfur, salt, skin or head of a venomous snake dried and ground up, black pepper, graveyard dirt. Optional additives, red pepper, ground bones, ground insects, sage, mullein, or anvil dust. Mix all these ingredients in a container, and then you can cast and scatter this dust. Cast it where your target will walk, or where they will most definitely will be. Be warned, if any, this will affect anyone else who uses this space. Let me ask you this question, Mel. Would you ever, or would you have ever, if you had had the opportunity to make a crossroads deal? Oh gosh, I can't think of... 
anything that I cannot achieve myself. Don't now think about what you could use with a crossroad deal and what Dean uses it for, what what John uses it for. Oh, okay. Um, the, uh, in that case, yeah. In in exchange for saving lives, I I would totally sell my soul for ten more years with my mom in an instant. I kind of figured as much. Yeah. Um, hope that wasn't too on the spot for you. No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> that said, was a great question. Your mom said you, you said your mom was into all sorts of crazy, weird, fucked up shit. Oh, like I'm, this anyway, I'm sure so. she would have done the same for me. Oh yeah, and then the two of you can like roast each other in hell uh, for right. like, making the deal. What did you do, you stupid little bitch? I thought I raised you right. You make her feel the same. Like, oh, what the hell? You know, I, I can just imagine. That's pretty that much being, how it would go. Yeah, and just, see, there you go. There's your eternal hell for the rest of your life. Your mom giving you the ass chewing you so justly deserve. That would be my personal hell and ass chewing from my mom. <laughs> yeah, but of course, I think your mom would go to heaven. And you'd go to hell. So, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. The woman who plays the demon in the question in the episode uh, has been in several movies that Mel herself could probably be in. Uh, mm. We'll get to a segment of the show. That so you're saying skip. I have the opportunity potentially to be a crossroad demon down the line. I think you need a better agent that should get you booked on Supernatural to play one of these type of characters. Yeah, totally. Hook uh, it up. <laughs> she was in uh, Urban Legends Final Cut, Zombie Strippers, Cruel Intentions 2, and many other fantastic films like those. Sounds like something I would have done. Definitely. Speaking of which, now we go to one of the best segments of the episode, which will be a recurring theme for Supernatural Creatures and Lore. What horror movie was Mel in connected to the creature in question? All right, so... <laughs> the, did Mel play that segment? Um, yeah, actually, that's what it's going to be called now. <laughs> that's great. I can't believe we took it this long to figure out what the hell we're going to call this stupid bit. But that is perfect. So, yeah, go Fabulous. on. So, I mentioned a different uh, movie where I played a demon last time we mentioned demons. So, this time I'm going to mention Steve Death Collector by Razor, Razor Sharp Studios. And um, that one is uh, pretty smoking hot. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! What uh, what do we do with this uh, movie, Mel? And uh, is it is it appropriate for airways? Oh wait, we're on the internet, so it doesn't matter. Well, you know, I never like to give too much away, and I normally, under most circumstances, wouldn't even mention that I'm a demon in this one. But you're only going to hear about it if you're already listening to the podcast. So I'm assuming this is a rated R movie. I'm not sure if it was rated or not. Oh, but um, if it was, it would probably be rated R. I believe you can get it on Amazon. Just uh, search Steve Death Collector. Okay. Uh, it, it's it's a fun movie, and it's got some sexy scenes, and there's a ritual, and it was a really fun time. As IMDb says, you were listed as Melissa Heflin. Once upon a time. <laughs> um, I actually did that because there was another Melissa Heflin that popped up on IMDb, and I was like, oh, hell no. Oh, this There is can also, only be one. This also has a female director, Missy Dawn. Yes, she's amazing. She was uh, from the Pig Girl series. This movie definitely does, sound, does not sound like it would be rated PG, filled with a bloodthirsty spree of rape and murder. Right. 
Are All you, my favorite things. Are you involved in any of these activities in this movie? Maybe. No, no. <laughs> um, probably the 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 less no, that that we know, the the better. Um, <laughs> I can handle one with some friends. I can't handle the other sometimes. Um, right. <laughs> unless you're like playing the voice of like an anime character and it's like some tentacle creature or something, um, then that's totally fine because that's completely fiction. Uh, that's another movie. That's a whole other movie. <laughs> Um, have you ever been asked to be in an anime? Because I know you do have done some voiceover work with like... I have voiced Tentai, yes. You have voiced Tentai? Yes. Oh my god. What but those that? are the days that I get paid and they never even show me what what I worked on. I just oh. get a, I, a very basic script. They just send me just my lines and then I send them back and they give me money. <laughs> So anything, I've never even seen them. I was going to say, anything particular that we would know in the mass media? I, or? I wouldn't even know. Oh I don't God. even know if I could recognize myself. Oh, my God. That is too funny that you voiced a hentai character. <laughs> and considering that thing I accidentally set you on Facebook, I don't feel so ashamed anymore. <laughs> uh, meant for my girlfriend, not you. <laughs> it's okay. But uh, now I'm just, like, thinking about things. Anyway, moving on to the rest of the episode... Um, Hellhound, uh, the Hellhounds, uh, I want to point out, they basically describe them if they were ever to put them on screen, because they've no really ever put them on screen because they're invisible, which is um, like, they okay, have appeared, budget. but very, very blurry before as through the eyes or the glasses that Sam and Dean had during that one episode where they could spot them. Correct. The Hellhounds a lot remind me of the Hound of the Baskervilles in a way, the old, uh, Sherlock Holmes story. Yeah. By Arthur C. Conan Doyle. Uh, sorry, C., uh, Arthur Arthur Conan Doyle, excuse me. Um, and especially so much more in Sherlock, season two, episode two, hell, uh, The Hound of the Baskervilles, where it's a hallucination, but people are thinking they are seeing this, you know, humongous hound, and it's all a hallucination caused hmm. by like a, a machine or something, which I, I'm giving away the plot of the episode, but, you know, the been out for almost like seven eight years um at least yeah uh, uh i'm not talking about the plot line to the last jedi people which at this point when this episode airs it will be after the last jedi is in theaters the, going back to my point uh that episode of sherlock heavily reminded me of that uh in a lot of ways just because of uh the, how they had to uh you know deal with it and, and in supernatural the hellhounds are always invisible but they kind of remind I feel me like of the, it just saves a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're talking about a TV show budget. But the right. Hellhounds do remind me also of the dogs from Ghostbusters. I don't remember the dogs from Ghostbusters. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I love those dogs. Yeah, the big, the big, the big demon dogs. The, you know, the key master and the gatekeeper. Which, right. Which are, you know, Vince Corthorth and uh, the other one, uh, Zool. <laughs> there is no data. Um, <laughs> have you ever played a um, don't don't talk about it if you played a werewolf because there's a werewolf episode coming up but have you ever played a, a type of like demonic dog woman no but I think it needs to go on my list definitely and of course your photo shoot that you did in your um, your garage was like on a uh, kind of a the, the same symbol that Dean uses to trap the crossroad demon uh, underneath the water tower in the episode Yep. Which he tried to trap her in his car when he was like, let's get in my car. 
and totally make <laughs> out. Uh, but really, that was just a decoy. Yeah, that was totally a decoy, which she totally caught on when she got into the car, looked up at the ceiling. We're going to end the episode with uh, another song by Robert Johnson. This is going to be the song uh, Crossroads, uh, and that will pretty much run us out for the remainder of this episode of Supernatural Creatures and Lore. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, you can find us on our Supernatural Creatures and Lore group, and all the episodes previous to this podcast are on the RadioHorror.com page. Just click on Supernatural Creatures and Lore, and you can find all the episodes there, as well as our individual Twitters, Chris D S A V And at Mel Heflin, M-E-L-H-E-F-L-I-N. And don't forget, we also have a Patreon. If you'd like to sponsor us on Patreon, the money would help pay for the service that supports the website. Uh, would be greatly appreciated as well. If you're a business and you'd like to have a plug on the, on the Radio Horror Network, please send us an email at thatradiohorror at gmail.com. And again, I leave you with Robert Johnson's Crossroads here on Supernatural Creatures and Lore. <laughs> Take it down.